Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson and today our episode is sponsored by The Queen's Magnet. Are you tired of using tie-tack, pinning loose v-necks, and puncturing our designer pageant dresses or suits? So was the Queen's Magnet founder, Journey. She loved competing in pageants, but did not love pinning through her evening gown to attach contestant numbers or constantly having to pull up her sash. The Queen's Magnet is super strong, blinged-out magnet that looks fabulous and won't harm any of your designer clothing or tailored suits. How many times have we tried to pin things perfectly in place and end up just ruining our clothes? With the Queen's Magnet, it's so much easier. Place it and stays all day long. It's a multifunctional accessory to add to your wardrobe. Check out thequeensmagnet.com and use the code CROWNINGMOMENT for 15% off your entire purchase. Oh my goodness. Let me just say, the next few weeks of episodes are going to blow your mind. I have talked to so many amazing women. I cannot wait for you guys to hear about their story and their journeys to their crowning moment. But I'm so glad that you guys are checking back in for another episode of The Crowning Moment. This is the first episode that I have ever had a sponsor. Now, back to our usual content. We have had a huge, 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 huge pageant overload for the past three weeks. Can we just, you know, give a round of applause for Elle? Because that was, she joined, I was reading an article in her, she joined the Miss Kentucky USA pageant as a joke. Like, it was just, oh, I'll do it. I won't win. Let me just do it. The girl wins. Turns around and wins Miss USA. That is amazing. Her going to Miss Universe, I'm pretty sure they said it was her third pageant. Third pageant. Time, hard work, and dedication, and a lot of luck is what Miss L had. But I really want to point out a few from Miss USA that I think were beautiful, had such great walks, just the whole package. And I mean, it was tough competition. But at the end of the day, when you look at the group of girls, I just, Kentucky stuck out the entire time. She was always, I had my roommate watch it with us, she was always the number one the entire time for us. We just knew it was going to be her. Just knew it. But Miss North Dakota, she had the cute bob. She had this beautiful velvet evening gown with a V-cut in the front. I loved it. Also, I'm going to reach out to her. Hopefully, she'll reply back. I don't know. But I really want to have her on the podcast to talk about her experiences and how Miss USA was because it's such a unique thing that not everyone will ever get to experience. So I really want to hear it firsthand from a contestant at Miss USA. So we'll just put some hopes and prayers out for me because I really want to see if any of these USA people will reply because I would love to have them on the podcast. I think it would be such a great episode to hear, you know, how that week was and preparing for it before they even got there, and what they did, even for their state pageants, and how many years they competed in their state pageants. I feel like that's just such interesting information, because one of the girls, um, Samantha, that I got to talk to, who is Miss United States, she was talking about how she competed for years in the United States organization. Years. And so I think it's just really interesting to see all the hard work and dedication it goes into behind these pageants. But then you have Elle, who had just done it on a whim, won Kentucky, won USA, and then placed top 10 at Miss Universe. That is honestly amazing. 
let's switch gears and talk about Miss Universe a little bit. I, right off the bat, they did a phenomenal job with the production of Miss Universe this year. I enjoyed seeing our girl Chesley up there announcing. She was awesome. Chesley is really such a great person. I had the honor of meeting her. Let's see, that would have been my junior year of college. That would have been about almost two and a half, three years ago. She judged one of the University of South Carolina talent competitions, and I was clogging in the talent competition. It was last minute. I found out three hours before that they had an extra spot. One of my friends asked because they knew that I did pageants and they knew I had a talent. So I was like, yeah, of course, I'll show up. I'll do it. And Chesley Chris was a judge. And when I say I fangirled so hard, oh, it was embarrassing. But Chesley is such an amazing person. She was a University of South Carolina grad. So it was so awesome just to be able to meet her. Like, And she was Miss USA when she judged it. So now I can forever say that Miss USA judged me in a talent competition and I won. Like, that is top notch. Like, I'm, don't worry, it's already on my pageant resume. (laughs) But going off of that, I was so happy to see Chesley there. I'm just going to say JoJo has got to go-go. That was so awful. I'm sorry. JoJo was 2012 and she needs to stay in 2012. Pick a different person. They could have picked anyone, like, invite Adele to Miss Universe. Like, Adele is Miss Universe worthy. Or even, it's Christmas time, Michael Buble. I have plenty options. If the Universe organization wants to reach out, I've got some great marketing ideas for you guys. Please reach out, because JoJo was an absolute no-no. Just saying. But the other girl that did the opening, those, like, slinky shiny outfits, I am so for it. If you guys don't know what we're talking about or what I'm talking about here, check out Miss Universe. It's still out there on Fox. You can rewatch it. But, ugh, Like, the production was amazing this year. I'm so proud of them. It looked amazing, but I still think out of the three pageants that I've seen so far in the past two weeks, Grand International Stage, oh my gosh, it was so big, and they had these really cool background screens that when whoever was, if it was Miss USA, they had the USA flag flying in the background. It was awesome. Like, they also did a bang-up show. And those girls in Grand International, seriously, go watch it. I think it's on YouTube is where my mom was watching it from. Some of those walks were perfect walks that you can actually use on a stage. (laughs) Like, seriously, some of those girls really had it going on. Back to Miss Universe. When they did the beginning and they showed all of their national costumes, which I'm so glad they did because normally people don't get to see the national costume competition. But this year, they actually did a whole live feed of it. It was amazing. Everybody's costumes, which USA also did a state costume, which I thought was awesome. They should always do that. They should keep it because it always gives a glimpse into, okay, well, you know what kind of creativity she has and what she can do at Miss Universe. It's such, they were really preparing those girls at Miss USA to get on that plane 48 hours later and be at Miss Universe. Was that hectic? And I think that was really poor planning. Absolutely. But... There was another interview with Elle, and it talked about how she was not preparing for Miss USA. She was preparing to be at Miss Universe. And that's how you should always think with the end in mind. That I had never really thought about it that way before. Yeah, you always think, angle, angle, that's great. But no, Elle thought about, how am I going to do at Miss Universe? And that is the person that we needed at Miss Universe. So she showed up and showed out. She made top 10, go USA, because she looked awesome. I loved her prelim gown. Prelim gown was 110% my favorite. I wish they would put her hair down. She has a beautiful natural fro. Leave her natural. She is beautiful naturally. Leave it like that. Just saying. Go check out the pictures. You'll know what I'm talking about. 
After they did the opening for Miss Universe, I wrote down 18 names. And I was like, these are the people that stood out the most. So I had Australia, Colombia, Czech Republic, France, Greece, Iceland, India, which I double-checked her. I loved India from the get-go. Italy, Japan, Mexico, Nimbia, Panama, Peru, Philippines, Puerto Rico, South Africa, Spain, USA, and Vietnam. Now, the people out of my list that made the top 16, there was 10 that I had picked. I was super excited. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. I've never been able to get more than five in the top 16 that I actually picked before. So top 16 at Universe was France, Colombia, Singapore, Panama, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, Japan, Great Britain, USA, India, Vietnam, Aruba, Paraguay, Philippines, Venezuela, and South Africa. So out of those, I had 10. Which was like, wow, okay, like, I picked pretty good. After they called top 16, they went into swimsuit. I liked the two-piece swimsuits that had the high-waisted bottoms the best. Elle, Miss USA, her swimsuit fit her like a glove. It was so beautiful. France and Colombia, India, Paraguay, and Venezuela had the best walks in swimsuit. I have like all my notes where I like detailed these girls out. My favorite walk was Paraguay. She had amazing abs. Like I went and hit the gym so hard today after watching Miss Universe and Miss USA because I knew I want to get some abs like that. Like they looked good. They looked so confident. They were just like, this is my world and everyone's loving in it. It was such a great walk. So definitely check out those girls because they had the best walks out of anyone on that stage. Now, moving into the top 10. In top 10, I picked 7 out of the 10 that actually made it. So the top 10 for Universe was Paraguay, Puerto Rico, USA, India, South Africa, the Bahamas, Philippines, France, Colombia, and Aruba. Aruba really surprised me. I did not see... She was almost like kind of flying below the radar. I hadn't seen her in any of the photos yet. I had seen her national costume. I was like, oh, okay. But when she made top 16, I was like, oh, I feel bad. Like, I didn't even have her from the get-go. Like, she's going to surprise me. And boy, did she surprise me. She looked so good in the evening gown. She had this one-shoulder, feathery, beaded, silver, like, sparkly dress. It was, oh, it was awesome. It was like a mesh. It went, it was like a high mesh, but it was a one-shoulder beaded. And she had this amazing evening gown walk. Like, it was so good. Okay, Columbia. I just want to talk about how I really thought that Miss Florida USA hopped on a plane and showed up at Miss Universe as Miss Columbia. They looked identical. Like, look up Miss FL USA on Instagram and then look at Miss Columbia Universe. They look so similar. They could be sisters. But Columbia also, beautiful. Amazing. But if you look at the Miss Columbia dresses, one of my good friends, Lucy Koo, we love talking pageants together. I want to say it was either Road to USA or one of them had posted of the Miss Columbia's from a couple years, from this year, last year, the year before, a couple years back. They dress those girls so similar. Like they're always in like a golden, full beaded, sparkly dress. Similar styles for the past like five years. 
Go check that out. It's I know it's out there. Maybe click Miss Columbia and do like tag pictures she's in. I thought that was very interesting. Now, South Africa stole the stage. Let's just put that out there. She had a beautiful high neck. It was like a mesh cutout, golden brown beading. Her hair was just up and it was so beautiful. Great walk. She captured the audience. Just the way she graced the stage was amazing. So another one I would check out for a really good evening gown walk, ladies. Seriously, check her out. Puerto Rico. I put on my notes that she had a really good walk, but her dress was too short. She had this dark plunging V-neck, nude golden yellow beading dress. I don't know how to explain it. It's Check it out on Instagram, but it was a beautiful dress. But now I've noticed, because I know Illinois in Miss USA also had a short dress. Like, I don't know if it's just like a new trend or maybe their heels are too tall or they're trying to show their heels off. Like, it's just like a new thing where the front of the dresses are shorter than they normally are. And I know in a pageant recently, I was counted off for something like that. So I don't know if it's a new trend because let me know because I'll pull that dress back out of the closet (laughs) and wear it again. But I've just, I don't know. I've always known to have your dress reach the floor. So it was very interesting that a few of these dresses at Miss USA and Miss Universe have been a little short in the front. I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed that, but I just thought that was really interesting how those were. France. I am so upset because France wore this beautiful gold dress for prelims, and her evening gown for finals was a baby pink. It almost reminded me of like a Giovanni low-cut V-front, like those reflective iridescent ones, and I just... It almost washed her out, but she was so pretty that you just ignored the dress and looked at her face, but she had this golden shimmery dress for prelims that she definitely should have switched those and worn it for finals. It was so much better. Moving on to the top five. This is literally the best part of the pageant because I love hearing people interview and how they present themselves on stage because that's such a big deal in the pageant world that people think, you know, sometimes we have all these rehearsed questions. I mean, yeah, of course you have an answer most likely, for everything that you should be prepared for if it has to do with your platform. But at Miss Universe, or even Miss USA, this is a question that can be relevant to anyone and everyone, so you never know what you're going to get, whether it's gun control or voting rights or a big deal that they were talking about was the pandemic, male-dominated questions, body-shaming questions, tweets, climate change. But I'm going to go down the list and kind of talk about each of the top fives answers because I was kind of surprised let's just put that out there so first in the top five was India she had a question about climate change it was strong but the only thing that I really took from the question or her answer because she kind of beat around the bush a little bit was we need to not repent we need to repair and she was talking about now it's time that we need to get out there and help our world because it's the only world we have that whole spiel which I liked it but she scared me a little bit I was like girl we're trying to get you on Miss Universe. Like, don't don't be scaring us with these answers. Then South Africa was next. She had a question about, should tweets or posts be held against people that they had posted in their younger years? She came on really strong. And she was like, I believe that people should definitely have to take up for the actions that they had before. But she followed it up with believing in cancel culture. And I don't want to get into any sort of politics or yak yos. I don't want to get into any of it. However, she realized that how she had said it, which, you know, everyone interprets your your answers differently, but how she had said it came on a little strong, a little strong. So she backed up and contradicted herself. 
But in my head, if this is how you feel when you're answering a question, no matter what the question is, stay true to yourself. If you believe that, you know, cancel culture should happen, that these people should be canceled for what they did or how they said something, don't back up and recant everything you just said. Be true to yourself and answer the question how you believe. Don't do it just because other people in the room are watching. Paraguay, she had a question about body shaming. I don't think she fully listened to the question. She did have an interpreter say the question back to her, but I don't think she truly listened. She answered the question. It was awesome. Being yourself, don't compare yourself to others. Great answer. Listen to um, an episode that I'll have come out in, I think, two or three weeks with Rebecca Westing-Singer. She has an amazing interpretation on this question that it just goes across the board. And it's not only about body shame. It's about anything in pageants. Staying true to yourself. Have confidence. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing or what they're saying to you. Do what you think is right or how you think you should be. Columbia. She had a question about uh, working in a male-dominated field. And she said that women need to raise their voices for it to be a better place. And I'm all for speaking up, saying your truths. I work in the tech industry. So I work with four other women on a 28-person team. So I'm definitely in a male-dominated field. However, I think learning for myself not to be afraid to speak in different meetings or talk to anyone. I'm just a very social person, so it's easy for me to get out there and say how I feel no matter if I'm around a male-dominated group. So I think her answer was really good about raising your voice and speaking up because that is something that needs to be said, definitely. The Philippines. This one... This was a good one because I thought it was very relevant. COVID. We just had a an entire global pandemic. They asked her about mandating having your vax cards and everything done. And she answered this question very well. She talked like the public's health is very important. And if that's the steps that we need to take to make sure everyone is getting to live another day, then we should do it. And I agree. I think that is something that is very important. The final question came down to South Africa, India, and Paraguay, which, you know, they always do it. They put the headphones on the girls. They're all on stage together. First, they called up South Africa. The question they asked each of the girls was, what advice would you give to a young woman watching on how to deal with the pressures they face today? The little summary of South Africa's answer was courage over comfort. And I was like, wow. Okay. India's answer was, you are the leader of your life. Speak out. And she had a very passionate answer behind this one, which I really appreciate her answer because she didn't only tie in just like the pressure she tied in for young women. She tied in for everyone. And I thought that was a really good way to take the answer. And she had such passion behind it. It wasn't just a robotic answer. Paraguay said overcoming a situation and she had a lot of force behind her answer. But again, I don't I just think that she really understood the question and that's just such like a, a like a challenge when it does come to patterns like this for those who may not have a really strong English understanding but she was very it was a very good answer. After that, you know, it's the final 3. So I had said that India would win, South Africa would be first runner up and then it would be Paraguay. And that did not happen. <laughs> India of course won. That girl was 110% from the get-go. She was amazing. South Africa got second runner-up, 
which I think after the top five question is what knocked her because she contradicted herself in that answer. And again, I say, if you believe in something, do not contradict yourself. Say it exactly how you feel. Everyone interprets things differently, but if it's true to you and who you are, and that's the answer you believe in, say it, girlfriend. Go for it. Paraguay, it came down to Paraguay and first runner-up, and then India. I was reading an article today. India is 21 years old, and one of my pageant friends, um, Ritzia Plattis, had posted on her Instagram a little blurb that she had typed up, and I thought this was amazing. I just wanted to read just a little snippet of it. Miss India had not won since 2000, so it had been 21 years since Miss India had captured the Miss Universe crown. Her win is not only for her country, but for all of the young women who have been told no at age 21 and have been told, you have time, you're still young, don't worry, you're only 21. There is no such thing because God knows when it's your time. He created a path for you and you cannot control it. He has a plan far greater than we can ever imagine. This just shows you, no matter what age you are, your moment is your time. I just thought that was very moving. And I I quote tweeted it on my Instagram and I put, quote tweeted, <laughs> I reposted it. Sorry, you know, all these social medias run together nowadays. And I said, say it louder for the people in the back. I cannot tell you how many times I have been the youngest in a division When I competed at Miss South Carolina, I was 17. One of the pageant people from the upstate had mentioned to me at lunch one afternoon, you should have waited. You're just too young. It's not your time. And when Maritzia said that, I was like, wow. You know, who really can tell you when it's your time? I think if you prepare yourself with all the necessary things, it shouldn't matter how old or how young you are. It should matter how hard you worked how long, how much time and effort that you put into this, that should be what determines it, not your age. Just some food for the soul. But after all of those pageant reviews, I am so excited to see the Miss America pageant this week. I cannot wait. I will be posting all over my caseygibson.official Instagram. Do not worry. It's giving me so many ideas and so many different things to talk about on this podcast. And I wanted this episode just to be kind of fun. We sit down and talk about all the different things that have been going on lately with Miss USA and Miss Universe because it's just, I feel like it's just fun. But you know, whatever happens in the future, Guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.